So like I said, everybody, welcome back to the uh, Veteran Influencers veteran influencers podcast and for the the initial segment what i want to do is i want to go over uh, a few announcements that we have uh some few like a few uh, achievements that we have here on the channel as well um so the first one being as you guys know recently in the past few days we we went to all platforms so we're on itunes spotify google podcast and i'm sure there's like a couple other ones but what i wanted to Dang, all right, I can't even get through it. I appreciate it, Kevin. I appreciate you, man. $5 donation, man. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Thank you so much for the support. Absolutely, man. You guys are amazing. That's all for it. Um, but what I wanted to say was, and I think we've been on iTunes and all that stuff for about four days or so now. And in four days, uh, I just checked right now, we already have 44 downloads. So. I just want to give a, a big shout out to each and every one of you guys for supporting the movement because that's exactly what this is, the movement. 44 downloads to me is absolutely huge. The views on YouTube is just like, like we're, we're doing great and it's because of you guys. So thank you so much. We're going to continue to to build this platform, uh, different platforms that we have in order for us to, uh, you know, have a little bit more of an outreach than we do now. And, and it's just the beginning. So if you're here from day one, salute to all you guys. Appreciate uh, each and every one of you. So the other thing I want to say is today is the first episode. We actually have our first paid sponsor. So bam. Uh, tight elbows for those of you that don't know. I actually did a, a phone interview with her. Her name is Tamara Moody. She's a gunner uh, active duty. She was a prior hat and I actually met her at OCS and you know, I told her that I wanted to support and she showed her support by offering a, a paid sponsor for this video. So, you know what I'm saying? Hey, if y'all want to be a paid sponsor for any uh, future lives or any videos, veteran influencers at gmail.com, you know what I'm saying? Shoot me, shoot me a link. Let me know what's up, you know, we'll get it going. So, you know what I'm saying? We're going to continue to be successful here. I appreciate each and every one of you guys for that. Least I can do. Kevin Hall. Hey, I appreciate I appreciate you guys coming through, man. That's so that's so awesome with the support. So so without further ado, as you guys know, with every episode that we do, we always have a special guest that we have on the show. Obviously, we're we're over the internet right now, but eventually we're gonna be going to doing some uh, face to face guesting. But my guest for today is uh, her name is uh, Shannon. Is it Housel? It's Housel now, but it used to be Beltstein. Right. So you guys will probably know her as uh, Shannon Bildstein, but her obviously she's recently got married. So now it's Shannon Housel. And I actually met her when I was in Japan. I know some of this is actually in the uh, description for the, the, you know, the thumbnail, but, or under the, uh, in the video, but I met her in Japan and she was actually one of my, I think it was my first class that I did at Cobra School. She was uh, one of the students there. And just like, after like numerous conversations that we had, I just realized like one, like her ambitions to, you know, for education and to kind of like further apply herself was just amazing. And it actually motivated me to want to do something different because I felt like I was stagnant. Like, and so did you officially earn your master's degree while you were active duty? So active duty, I completed my entire bachelor's as a single parent taking six classes each term and I completed it in just under two years. Um, and then my master's, I just need to complete one more internship and that'll be completed. But I'm also here in August going to start an additional master's. 
feet. I thought I was doing something. She's always, man, I swear, like, intelligent, definitely can time manage, like, amazingly, hardworking, like, she was constantly doing school when she was tired during, like, just finding time to do classes throughout being active duty. When I know a lot of people don't even want to attempt it because, you know, there's definitely the, the, the struggles that you have with that, just being, trying to be awake and actually focusing on your job as well. So, and just like a great human being. So, and I knew I wanted to have her on the show, you know, when I wanted to start a podcast over a year ago, she was definitely one of the first names to pop up. So, ladies and gentlemen, my special guest, Shannon Housel. <laughs> Say what's up to the people. Hey everybody, if you do have any questions about education or anything that I'm talking about, feel free to put it in the chat and I'll answer it as we go. Absolutely. So myself and Shannon, we both have uh, our our YouTube apps out. So we're going to be able to see whenever you guys do leave a comment, if you have a comment for myself or if you have a uh, comment for Shannon. So as, as soon as possible without kind of interrupting the flow of the interview, we'll get back to you. So, you know, how you feeling today? You doing all right? So far, so good. It's a beautiful day here in North Carolina. Okay. All right. Well, that's what I'm talking about. You know, I got got my camis in the background, but you got your achievements in the background. No, that one's that mine. That one's mine. That one's Chris's. So. Okay. I like it. Hey, you know, one day I won't have the camis right there. One day I'll actually have something hanging up, you know? But hey, let's, let's, let's get it started. Let's get it started. So usually the way we kind of structure it is like, you know, we start off with kind of early life, right? Depending on what it is. So yours, the, the main thing that you want to talk about today has to do with education, right? So... What I want to do is kind of like paint this picture of, you know, who you were from like a young age, uh, before the before the Marine Corps, during, and then as transitioning out, and then afterwards, and then we'll just kind of blend the education piece in there. And then one of the main things that I actually want to do for this segment is give some uh, tips and, and tools to the to the veterans, whether you're still active duty or whether you've gotten out, of how you can access. Uh, and maximize your education benefits. So, you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's start off with baby Shannon. You know what I'm saying? What's going on from the early age, you know? Like, what, what was it like growing up? Uh, well, I was born in Pennsylvania, obviously. Like, if anyone knows what Uts is or Wiggy's Pretzels, uh, that's where I'm from, Hanover. So, okay. your capital. I, I was born and raised there until I hit 18. Uh, I did not like going to school as a child. I would actually fake being sick to get out of school. Um, I was always farther ahead than everybody in my class. Like I, when I was in second grade, I was helping my sister that was in sixth grade with algebra. Um, it's always been really easy for me to learn. I can't actually do in-class uh, sessions because I don't like sitting there being stagnant for so long. I like going ahead. Uh, so throughout elementary school, middle school, I didn't like going. I probably missed about 100 days each year. So I'm just happy I passed each. <laughs> Wait a minute. So 100 days? I mean, how many days do you go to school in a year? Like Not many. <laughs> But uh, all my teachers would let me make up my work, and I never failed a test. So they just figured I understood it and passed me along. Um, right. 
And then during high school, so I finished high school in two years instead of four, because I knew if I stayed in high school, <laughs> what's that face for? Two years? Oh yeah. my God. I wish I could have done that. You, you don't show up to school and then you finish high school in two years. It just makes me look back at my life and wonder like a little bit about my own self. Uh, well, my high school had the program where you could do full online classes and in-class studies. So I worked, I worked full-time while taking in-class classes and then online classes in order to finish because I knew if I would stay in, I would have probably dropped out of high school. Mm -hmm. um, but another reason why I wanted to graduate so much earlier was I wanted to enlist at 17. Uh, however, that did not occur because my mom said no. She, okay. she would not sign the papers for me. So I ended up enlisting on September 26th, exactly 13 days after my birthday. And then I left December 2nd and told my family on Thanksgiving that I was. Okay, so the picture that I'm getting is, you know, throughout your younger years, you're saying that you never really felt anything for, for education-wise, but was there, like, a specific subject that, like, kind of, like, stood out? Honestly, I, w I always really liked science, but I didn't like the classroom setting. Um, so I don't like the, the in-class setting. Even now, like, I do all my school online um, with conferences that we have to go to every other year. Uh, so that's, in class you always have, it's like when you're standing in formation and that one Lance Corporal raises their hand and asks about robotics. Like, you don't wanna be there for it, you just wanna leave. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I might've missed it as I was standing up. So did you, did you actually like say, was there a specific subject that was like your favorite that kind of like stood out to you? I, I like science okay. because it's more hands-on and it's not okay. like sitting in a desk staring at a board or reading a book. Right. So you were like that one that was like creating all those like exploding volcanoes on the weekends? Uh, I was more like the one that got the like quarter stick of dynamites and attached it to RC cars and blew them up. Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's interesting. I didn't expect that one, but I like it though. I like it. I'm gonna be honest, as far as science, like I liked science, but I was never, like I liked more so of like end results. I didn't really like like to study it that much or like doing the testing on it as much, but like, you know, watching other kids when they were doing like their experiments or whenever they had to do like a science project and I would watch it, I love to watch the, the creativity of it. I just, I don't feel like I ever had that creativity gene to where I could just kind of like recreate that on my own. But I like to see what other people were actually creating as far as like science goes. So. Absolutely. That, that's one of the fun parts about it. Isn't just doing the project, but seeing the end results. Right. Yeah. Like those science fairs were absolutely amazing. I, I like, I used to go to different ones and, uh, you know, for some reason it's like, you, you can almost guarantee there's going to be like some type of exploding volcano at every, every little science fair, every time someone's doing a school uh, class project, somebody's going to recreate the volcano. I, I don't know. I always like that one. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, what about your worst subject? Did you have one that you're like, oh, yeah, this one ain't it. So interesting fact, I actually failed first grade because I failed to want to read. Um, 
But then I went back and I, I obviously passed because I'm here now. But um, reading is not my strong suit, nor is spelling. Mm. So it does take me a bit longer to get through things. Sometimes I have to read it twice or Google how to spell something. Listen, if you are struggling at reading and you're about to get a master's degree, <laughs> like obviously you could tell you put in some work and not only that, but that kind of gives hope to everybody else. So if you struggle with reading out there, you could still further your education. There's no excuse to none. Cause even I have to, I mean, like if I'm sitting there reading, I got to go over it a few different times cause I'm trying to get into it, but like, I really don't want to, or like some books just use like, like extra large words one after the other for no reason when you could just make it sound simple. And then I got to go over and like, you know, make sure I, I truly understand it. But to be able to get to where you are with like having like that type of issue, uh, that, that's awesome. And I appreciate you actually saying that because I think there are some of the viewers that can actually relate to that. Well, pursuing education isn't just the drive to do it. I mean, there's challenges for everybody. Like if you take in my instance, when I started out, I was a single parent of an infant and I started education. But now I have four boys, one, one an infant, and I'm still chugging along with the education, mostly because uh, so I was going to pursue my doctorate, except I have to finish my internship, become licensed prior to going for my doctorate. So that won't be happening for another like three, four years. So I'm going to go get my other master's prior to doing that. Uh, but even now, like cutting out chunks of time, staying up till midnight to do schoolwork, um, that that's a huge challenge. So if you can look at everything that you have to do and kind of be like, okay, well, here's my list of to-dos today. Like, for example, I still have schoolwork to do tonight, so I'm probably right. going to be up later because uh, it's already nine here. Um, just put the priorities straight. Like, obviously, like, my kids, my husband, my work come first. Right. And, and then school comes last. So if that means I have to stay up till midnight, one o'clock to get my schoolwork done in order to succeed at education, uh, then that's what I'm going to do because I can't, I can't just sit here and fail a class and then tell my kids or like my coworkers that's okay. I'm going to be honest. I felt that one right here. Like, I felt like you were completely talking to me because I tried. Actually, real quick. So, hey, William Wickman, keep up the good work, bro. $25 donation. Hey, thank you so much. We We appreciate that, man. That's, that's huge. And uh, shout out to the chat. Thank you guys for the support. Um, like I, I tried when I was on the drill field, I actually tried to do, I was like, man, let me just do one class. It was just English. Listen, I was better off doing math or something like a crossword puzzle, but, but doing English on the drill field while tired consistently, like I, I tried and I just, I couldn't do it. And, um, it's not an excuse. I haven't really gone. I haven't really tried too hard to go back to it. Um, but I know I need to, and I will do it in the future, but that I can feel what it's like to be extremely exhausted and still push through and to have to mentally think vice physically work. It's a whole different beast. So I, I give props to anybody when you hear about single mom going to school or single mom, three kids working two jobs and going to school that literally tells me you're not doing enough. There's no excuses. Get off your butt and do something. I wouldn't necessarily put it that way. I mean, everybody has their time and place. Um, right. 
like if you're not ready to go then don't go oh obviously wait until you're in that mindset that that you want to go that you want to farther your education because nothing says that you can't be successful without getting a college right there are like look at some of the top companies with ceos that actually dropped out of college Um, people go on to create amazing things without actually getting a college education. Like I said, that, that piece of paper right there is useless. Um, that, that could get burnt up and it wouldn't matter. However, that piece of paper right there gives me the opportunity to farther my education, like my master's, get, get, uh, certified to counsel people and to, to assist with the mental health realm in which I'm striving to do. It's also provided the the opportunity be, to become a mental health liaison for the young patriots in Virginia to help help out their education system. Um, right. However, that being said, a lot of people can continue to do great things without getting a piece of paper that says that you passed. Um, no, so. absolutely, absolutely. But it's like I said, it's definitely amazing just hearing. You know, masters. You know, my sister recently got her masters. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, um, and I just remember when you, you know, you were talking about the schooling that you were going through while you were active duty. You know, some people it's easy. Like I watch some service members like literally go through school like it's nothing, right? They manage their time perfect. They do X, Y, Z, and school is just like a piece of cake to them. Not for me though, because you know I love to work out. You know, if, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, in doing that and then, you know, doing your, your main job and then trying to do something afterward is definitely just like you said, it's something that you have to be willing to uh, focus on, like pretty, you know, pretty solid. And I, I think that it was more of a, a trial period. I was kind of testing the waters because I only did one class. And I after a while, I was just like, you know, what, I, I'd rather focus on this. So I think I could have done it, but I think I was just prioritizing something else. So. That definitely has to be a priority in, in my mind. So so going along, so this is all pre-Marine Corps, kind of growing up, coming in, you know, you didn't really like school that much. You know, you played uh, senior day, ditch day, almost every day, even when you weren't a senior. Yep. Somehow I didn't get in trouble for that. No, I was kidding. Um, and then, you know, we talked about kind of like the, early, the, the later you did two years in high school as opposed to four because you wanted to join the service. So is there any any particular reason why you wanted to join the service, let alone join early at 17? To be brutally honest, so I could get as far away from my hometown as possible. Because if you look at my hometown, like not many people succeed. So when I was 17, I was I was still working. I was working three jobs because I, I didn't have school and all my friends were in school. So I was working at us, which makes the potato chips. I was working at McDonald's and I was working at Subway. So us, I was working three days a week from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And then I would get off, sleep for a few hours and go to McDonald's for like eight hours a day and then sleep for the rest and then rotate the days that I wasn't working at us with McDonald's and uh, Subway. what, what else was there to do? But uh, a lot of people in my hometown either got stuck in the factories because there's a lot of factories or they ended up using drugs or getting addicted to other things. And that that's not how I wanted my life to turn out. Uh, so I obviously didn't go to college right off the bat because one, I could not afford it. Um, two, I just wasn't in the mindset that I wanted to go sit 
in a class, waste time, spend more money on college than it would be to buy a house. Right. No, I, I hear you on that. So I definitely just enlisted. I really wanted to enlist because I had a higher belief in being part of something that was bigger than just myself and wanting to uh, make myself better, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Because I felt like I was kind of in the same boat with that. You know, prior to, I had like two or three cars that were very unreliable. I was working, I remember my senior year, I was working, I think it was my senior year. I was working four jobs. I was uh, going to school and I was playing two sports and trying to balance that with an unreliable vehicle. It was just terrible. Like I was exhausted every day. Sometimes I would, well, here's my little story. So I would show up to English class and like, sometimes I just go straight in there and put my head on the desk. Just like walk in the bell rung. Cool. All right. There goes Chris with his head on the desk. I just, I couldn't help it. I was, I wasn't getting any sleep. I was working like almost every hour that I wasn't at school and uh, it was definitely rough. Um, and if I had some better saving habits, I probably could have, you know, saved myself from a lot of that actual, you know, hours of work and just spending my money on, on dumb stuff. So, but, so we have not, didn't really want to do too much education, you know, um, after high school, wanted to get way away from your hometown because you didn't want to associate people's bad habits with the possibilities of what could possibly happen to you. So how did education play a part as you, you know, throughout your, you know, your military career? Well, well looking at it, even from the jump start, they make you do education. So if you look at your joint service transcript, you, you even get credits just for going to boot camp. You get exactly nine credits for going to boot camp. Plus you get a few uh, first aid ones that uh, fall in there and give you college credits as well. But um, going in, I, I was very naive. I, didn't, I felt I wouldn't have to do college. And then the reality set in because I really wanted to do 20 years. However, I know that a lot of people end up getting out. Well, I think it's like two or 3% of people that want to do 20 years actually succeed at that. Uh, so I knew, oh, wow. I, yeah, uh, I knew I actually needed a backup plan. So I like to plan, I like to have backup plans, A, B, C, and D. You can't just have two, you need more than two because things fall through. Right. Um, so I, I got pregnant with my, my son. Um, and at that point I was like, I can't tell him that he can't do it. So that's when I started school I was pregnant and then I had him and right. I continued school. But then I started talking to every single Marine I had, because at the time that I started school, I was only a Lance Corporal. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm sorry, I was still a PFC. So I obviously did not qualify for TA yet because I wasn't even in a year. Right, it's, it's, it's uh, <laughs> two years, right? Yeah. It is two years. However, that being said, FAFSA paid for all of it. I didn't have to pay, I didn't have to pay a penny out of pocket. Uh, before I qualified for TA, I used FASPA that got me through. And then as soon as I qualified for TA, I used TA and FASPA. And I actually got paid for going to school. They gave me six grand each year, and that went straight in my pocket because TA paid for the rest. 
So, so for those that don't know what FAFSA and TA is, can you kind of break that down in like a, a little bit so that people can kind of understand? TA is uh, tuition assistance that's offered throughout the, the service branches at your two-year mark. Keep in mind that your commands do have to sign off on it, so hopefully you have a good command that believes you'll make it because I've seen some of them get denied. Um, at that time, you have to take it up with your command. And normally it'll go through as long as like you haven't been canceled, uh, counseled negatively, NJP, and so on. Um, but then FAFSA is the Federal Student Aid Program, which they go off, if you're a service member, they go off of your income. And trust me, you'll make it because I think as a PNC, I made like less than 20 grand a year. And then as a Lance Corporal, I think I made 20, no, not even 25, because as a sergeant, I made 25 grand a year. Um, so uh, you, you will qualify for the entire thing as long as you're taking a full, full schedule, which that's dependent off of your college. And all that you'll have to do for that is put in for it each year, and it'll tell you uh, how much you qualify, how much you're expected to pay. Um, however, when using FAFSA NTA, if you go look for scholarships. There's an outrageous amount of scholarships out there. Uh, there's one for pogo, pogoing, like the stick that you jump on. If you video yourself and submit it, you can get a scholarship. Wow. Uh, writing left-handed, there's a scholarship. Doing cartwheels. Um, there is an outrageous amount of scholarships that just don't get claimed each year because no one looks for them. So, I, I have, go ahead. Real quick. So what I'll do, because there's there's probably a, a lot of them that a lot of us don't know about, including myself. What I'll do is I'll get with Shannon on the side, and I will include links to the uh, the full interview video that I put out. And if I if I get it in time, I'll put it out throughout the snippets that I have throughout the week. But at minimum, I'll put all the links for like the scholarships, and I'll have a pretty detailed uh, detail section for the uh, the full YouTube video that comes out for you guys that want to check that out. Um, and then also, like, I had one friend that used TA, FAFSA, and scholarships. And so your TA takes care of your college bill first and any uh, FAFSA or scholarships that go towards it get re refunded to you at, at um, about 15 days after the semester starts and it's all paid for. I had one friend that made 10 grand each semester because of scholarship while active duty. Um, so it, it's really the drive to want to look for them. It, if you have the drive to go to school and you don't want any um, any debt from going to school, look for the scholarships. I, I can tell you I have not paid one cent for college and my master's is almost done and it's going to pay for at least two more master's and start my doctorate. So That is truly amazing. Please, people. Make sure you guys pass this word. Send this video out. Like I said, I will put links to all these things once I get them. I want to make sure that everybody gets the uh, maximizes their money for their educational benefits. And there's no reason, you know, that any of you guys should be going in debt for school when we have all these benefits, you know, at, at our disposal. So that is awesome. So, and then, so that's, that's the active duty side. So civilian side, veteran side, if you have a, uh, a VA rating 
at, at least 10%, you, you have more benefits that open up to you, such as Voc Rehab. Uh, so Voc Rehab is a program that assists you with completing education. So even if you have a uh, bachelor's already, they will pay for you to get a master's and they will help you find employment after you're completed. Um, this is I'll amazing. Also, I'll also send links out to that. And then you can also double dip with book rehab. So most people know there's two forms of the GI Bill. There is a comparison tool that I'll give Chris to send out and a link as well. I highly suggest that you do use it. Most people have found that the uh, post 9-11 is better because it gives you the BAH as well as paying for your school. Um, I do complete remote school, so I get the uh, national average and that's still $900. But depending on where you live, for example, we just moved from uh, Quantico. And if I were to take one in class, I would have made uh, $2,500 a month instead of $900. Mm. So yeah, but keep in mind, I was working, going to school, going to the gym, new baby. I was not going to be taking any in class <laughs> classes. Absolutely. I could definitely see that being tough to shut a schedule. Yeah, I would not have made it there. <laughs> but however, when you do use your GI Bill, make sure that you use the comparison tool because it'll let you know how much you'll make and the difference. Obviously, if you're in an area where your BAH would only be like 1100 and you don't really want to go to class, don't. It's only $200. Yes, it is $200, but do you want to have to like find time to go to the class, maybe get interrupted with, with work or have, have like an emergency come up and you miss the class and then somehow you not pass that class because you didn't attend class. Um, so definitely use that as well. Oh, this is awesome. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, <laughs> now, like, I, I've, I feel like I've known a lot more about the different educational benefits, like, earlier on. And it's, like, after a while, especially, like, the farther you get along, I'm sure, like, there's a lot of other, like, staff NCOs or, you know, senior NCOs that are out there as well that can kind of uh, attest to this. But, like, the farther you get along, sometimes, like, you get a little bit more tied down with work and just kind of priorities from having kids, marriage, dealing with the house, you know, so, you know, so on and so forth. I just feel like I haven't really revisited that recently. And I, I need to, well, I want to eventually revisit the whole education piece because I feel like I've, I've kind of, uh, you know, devoted time to like a lot of other things from, uh, you know, like working on the podcast, the whole social media thing and trying to start our own business that I kind of neglected the actual education side of it so you know what i'm saying if you're gonna be a complete piece you gotta do everything you know <laughs> i will say when i was active duty it took me an hour a day to do my classes and i rotated each day for a different class since i was taking six classes i had one day that i didn't have to do anything um whereas on that day that i didn't have to do everything i got a jump start on my next week I cannot say I'm so successful this semester because I'm only in one class and it's not too interesting. Um, <laughs> so I'm kind of on par with everyone else. I, I attempt to stay at least a week or two ahead just in case if like one week I'm just like, I don't want to do it. I don't right. have to. Uh, so it allows that freedom and flexibility. 
However, on the educational benefits piece, if you do use your GI Bill, keep in mind that like once you finish your program, you'll probably have two months left. And that's where if you have a VA rating, uh, you're able to use the rehab and they'll pay for another three years of education. Mm. So th that's not only three years of education, that's six. And you get paid while you go, and after book rehab, they assist you in finding employment. This is this is awesome. I've had so many people reach out and ask about education, and it's funny because you know I told you in the beginning that when I decided to start my podcast, there were certain people that stuck, you know, kind of like stuck out, anyways. But when all these questions about education and you know that kind of realm came up, I was like, eh, I already know exactly who I'm going to. I already know, like, and because I remember picking your brain when I wanted to do it, and you were just you were just spitting stuff off like your head. And I was like, man, like she obviously knows what she's talking about. She cares enough to set time to decide in her day to actually answer those questions, doing research as well to make sure you get the you know the most out of those uh, out of that time. So like people like you are definitely appreciated um, in the veteran community and just the community in general. Like I mean, because some of the stuff you were talking about. You know, applies to just more than just active duty. So, you know, thank you for, you know, to bringing all those things to light because there's a lot of stuff I didn't even know about. Absolutely. So I, I did work for the Wounded Warrior Regiment right after getting out of the Marine Corps. And most of the questions and referrals that I got as a case manager were for education. Um, education and assisting with their disability claims. However, like the education piece, like, I can't say one time where a veteran was not happy. So I got to learn the in, ins and outs of that. And mostly I was working with the high category individuals such as like Purple Hearts, uh, individuals missing limbs, paraplegics, um, things like that. So it wasn't just, oh, hey, here's, the, here's these resources, go, go find this education. It was, how do we get it for you to be able to do it? So like, it's crazy because as I'm piecing all these things together, like, and, and this is what, to me, what helps to actually bring in the, the listeners and kind of like relate to what Shannon's talking about is Shannon started off not even liking school, going through her time throughout prior to kind of started to hear different uh, things about education, decided to get started while in the Marine Corps at a young rank to, to get up to her bachelor's while she was in and pretty close to a master's before transitioning out transition out but not only continued to further her education but she went into an area where she was able to help other people further their education that's that's a great story in itself and that's just the education piece that's dedicated we like i said the, the veteran community appreciates when when people learn something whether it's a trade or they understand like the ins and outs of how certain things works and instead of keeping that a secret actually going out and spreading that word to the rest of the community so on behalf on the veteran community we appreciate you thank you that's awesome absolutely this is definitely information that needs to be passed along because many individuals will go throughout their entire career without knowing that they're able to use these benefits. However, I do stress that you should not use your GI Bill while active duty. 
because if you're active duty, you don't get your BAH from the GI Bill. Mm. Um, because you're already active duty and they see that. So stray away from the GI Bill until you get out. Um, I, I will stress that as much as possible because it'll right. be a lot easier and assist you in different ways when you're already out. Um, but this information everybody should use if they don't have time to uh, sit and listen in on the podcast today. Um, I am free for questions. However, if they send them to you, you're more than welcome to send them to me and I can always respond, get resources and assist you in that way. Okay. So what we'll do is like toward the end, we'll kind of go over how you want people to contact you as well. So I make sure that I don't give out too much information. <laughs> but um, no, and like I said, we'll leave all the links and um, I'll try to be as detailed as possible for, like I said, we'll, we'll like some common scholarships that you've seen or, um, you know, what program to go to. I mean, if we have even the websites to click on. So all you got to do is click on the link that's actually in the, the description. Uh, once I put it out, that way, uh, you know, kind of gets you there the easiest way possible. That, because, like I said, that that's amazing. I know a lot of people that accrue debt because of school, and you know, it's on me too for not kind of at least doing a little research to help them out. I did some research, but that's to to have someone that actually went through that to where you're getting your degree. I think you're just gonna naturally kind of get a little bit more information on your journey to finding. Because I mean, what's more motivation than when it's actually your turn? to not spend money. So I'd be looking for all that stuff too, <laughs> you know? But no, that, that works out perfectly. And I know a lot of people are gonna actually benefit from that. Cause like I said, I've gotten a lot of questions uh, as far as like saving money. Um, I knew about the whole FAFSA. I knew about obviously the GI Bill, TA and all that stuff, but some of these other things dealing with like disability. And I would love to have you on for another segment to, if you, if you want to speak about specifically the VA, cause that's a whole another beast in itself. I don't know how comfortable you are with speaking, but you're out now. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, actually funny that you say that. So right now I assist with running the research that's done for the VA websites to make it more user friendly. Uh, Is so there anything that you don't do? <laughs> That, that's my actual job now uh, is research while I'm going to school and everything full time. Um, so I am really, really comfortable with talking to the talking about the VA and understanding disabilities because the VA has VA math, um, which no one will understand unless if you read exactly how they do it, which I have, and it is complex, but I am able to explain it later on if needed. Um, so, yeah. So for the, and I think right now we're kind of went over for those that are actively seeking education. What about for hard heads like me that, you know, are kind of on the cusp? Like what's, see, I used to think of getting a degree is like, oh, you have to have a degree. Cause that's what everybody was saying. Kind of like how you, you know, that, that you have to have a degree or, you know, you can't get a job or so on and so forth. But when I started to figure out that you don't necessarily need that to do it, it didn't necessarily become my priority. So uh, two things were that. What do you tell to somebody, like, as far as what's in it for me? Why should they get the degree? And then also, like, what are some common degrees that you see people getting and that don't end up working out? And what are some good degrees that people could get into? Um, maybe not as much schooling that 
that actually benefit a lot more people than uh, than the other ones. Prior to even bringing up going to college, I asked them what they're interested in. Okay. Because if you're just like, oh, you need to go to college. Right. I'm one of those people, like, if you tell me I need to do something, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, I'm very stubborn um, and very headstrong. So if you tell me I need to do something, then I don't want to. Um, right. And I won't. So there's there's that much of it. But after they answer what they're into, so I always look at the possibility of going trade school, which is like two years, or going to a academic side of it, like psychology, business education, stuff like that. However, I do recommend if you're not planning on going higher than a bachelor's, don't get a psychology degree. Uh, that, that's what I have, but I always knew from the moment that I decided to work towards psychology that I was going to go towards a master's and a doctorate because I, my goal is to be a psychologist for active duty military. For example, right now my master's is in uh, clinical mental health counseling with a specialization in military families and military members. Um, so after I, I talk a little bit about like what they're into, how long do they want to go to school, what their what their preferred setting is, like do they prefer to sit behind a desk? How do they learn? Mm. Um, I'm not a a verbal learner. I'm a hands-on learner, right? Or, um, or a visual learner. I'm not going to read by. I'm not going to learn by reading a piece of paper. That's just not how my brain works. However, other individuals' brains work by learning orally, visually, hands-on, or a combination of them. Um, but by the time that they're looking at going to farther their education, they'd have a better idea of how their brain works and how they learn. Okay. So, however, with the, with the piece about going to college and finding out what degree works for you, I think the best thing for someone to do is to start off with their general education. Okay. Because if you go towards a normal bachelor's, it's gonna take you one to two years, depending on how many credits that you get from your joint service transcript, transfer over. Um, and real and quick before you go a little bit further, can you tell everybody like the ones, especially if there's like younger Marines that are listening, like what the, uh, the JST is and how they can actually go about uh, acquiring it? So the joint, the JST is a joint service transcripts. It is the collected amount of college credits that you got from your military service. Uh, to get more of those, go through your M MCIs and do all the ACE accredited ones. I did that and I got 42 transfer credits and the MCIs took me like six minutes. And there's like 30 of them on there for you to do. So don't waste your time in school if you don't have to. Um, that's how I got done so fast. That's awesome. I don't even know if you can, like, and, and once again, I got I know they got rid of MCIs for a promotion, but I, I think they still have courses in there. I just don't know how it works education and credit-wise anymore. I know they kind of adjusted how it worked uh, for that specifically, but. So you can filter it just for ACE accredited. Right. 
So make sure that you do that because if you do ones that aren't ACE accredited, you're not really helping yourself any. Uh, so I always look at it, look at it as a double-edged sword. Like if I'm going to help you and do something that I need to do, why not help me too? I like it. <laughs> two birds, two birds, one stone. Absolutely. So um, there's there's a comment in the section uh, from uh, Erickson. He was saying, if you don't want to, you know, if you don't want to do it, transfer before you get out to your kids. Can you kind of explain what he's talking about on that? If you don't know, I, I kind of. So the GI Bill can be transferred to your kids. I believe it's still at, at your 10-year mark that you can transfer it. Um, and it's correct? like up to 16 years, up to your 16, yes. yeah. Um, but after you transfer it, you have to serve, you have to serve an additional, what is it, four years, I believe? I, I, I want to say it is. Um, I, I got to look back into that part, but I know 16 year cutoff and I, I mean, you're already, you're at 16 years. I mean, even if it was three years, you're like, who does 19? It's like, nah, I got to get out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you could be in my case. I didn't just get out. I got medically discharged, so I'm medically retired. Right. Um, due to being injured, but that that's a completely other story. <laughs> Yeah, we're, believe me, like I said, if I can get you on here for another segment, I've heard your knowledge on the VA, and I would love to kind of go over, like, the different, like, disability rate and all that good stuff, because there's a lot of people that have asked me about that, and I would have loved to, to, for them to get the information from you, because I, I feel like you're a lot more knowledgeable. I mean, you worked in that area, so I know you definitely have a lot more knowledge to give to the viewers about that, so that's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, any any other questions or? Well, that was the one that he had. So you kind of spoke on like you're not forcing people to go to school, but so what are like some actual degrees that you've seen the most people become like? Have you have you seen any trends of degrees that you like? Maybe some of your friends or um, you know some people that actually went for it and and saw that the the, the uh, civilian sector was kind of looking a little bit more for that or that type of job field people were a little bit more successful in as opposed to getting a degree in, as my captain says, underwater basket weaving and you're just like, well, what am I going to do with this? I have seen the most useful, I'll say, in development, software development. Mm. Uh, because keep in mind, like right now, even if you go to most McDonald's, they have the automated systems where obviously someone had to develop them and, and uh, implement them into the system. But most most of the systems that we have right now are being upgraded for security reasons because of hackers, wormholes, and everything else that occur with it. However, I am not one of those people. I am not a software developer developer i'm more the mind behind it um i'm i don't write the code um however my my employer we also created a uh, concept mapping program called Cero, and i assisted with the development of that as well but i didn't write the code i was the mind behind it like how is it going to work what's it going to work like um, but I see the most individuals get jobs almost immediately with that, as well as the higher income, unless if you're going to go for like a higher degree. Okay. 
and as as far as as far as like what degree have you seen wasted the most and and this isn't to bash that individual field but i mean like what degree have you seen like a trend of people going for maybe with like high hopes and then just like they realized once they got the degree that they can't really utilize it how they want psychology mm. because you can't do anything with a psychology degree you have to get a master's or a doctorate that's crazy um, yeah. And for, for those that haven't really like done the, the homework on how long does it take? A, I know you said that you can get your bachelor's in two years and obviously it depends on how many prerequisite credits that you have. Um, so I guess this will be more pertaining to those that are in the s senior NCO, right? Probably you already did your special duty assignment or in the staff NCO and even like some of the officers, how long does it take to get a, a master's degree and something like that? and do further on training, maybe even PhD. In psychology? Right. Uh, so normal master's programs only need 36 credits. That's less than a year of school. Uh, that, that's why I'm going for a second master's. My clinical mental health counseling degree is 121 credits. That is more than your bachelor's. Um, yeah. So it could take three to five years to complete your master's, dependent on if you take, uh, like my program only allows you to take two classes each semester and right. is winter, summer, fall, and spring. So you don't get a break. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I found it easier not to take a break because once I take a break and I really get like settled in, enjoying it. And then comfortable. <laughs> it, it doesn't end up well for the first like week or two. Right. Um, but, and then for a doctorate, it can take you eight years to finish. My goal is two. Okay, so this is eight years after you get your bachelor's, is what you're no, saying? No, eight, eight years after a master's. Oh, wow. A, a, a master's can take three to five years. Okay. In psychology, however, if you want to go the other route, um, I'm going to go for strategic communications masters right. and that, that will take me less than a year. Okay. Wow. That's a lot of schooling too. And you know, just like I said, from hearing your stories and just some of the other people that are doing education while active duty, you know, it's, it, it's definitely some work. Cause it's like, Hey man, you know, you want to go, you want to go hang out and go do this. No, I got school to do. It's like, all right, cool. Next week, hey, you know, we're all going to go get together and go do this. You know, you're trying to roll. Nah, man, I got school. I'm like, mm. But then it's like, after you're done with that, you're like, man, I wish I would have did school and hey, skipped out on some of these things don't that don't really matter. And I think that's what's going to kind of relate to some, you know, I know it related to me, like as a, you know, as a young Marine, it's like, I didn't really want to sit there and, and do school because there's so many things I was still trying to figure out. And I, I think I just kind of got sidetracked on so many other things rather than focusing on my education. You know, there was a lot of people that would sit there and focus on whether it's doing MCIs or, uh, you know, their education. So for those of you that are young Marines and stuff, listen to what Shannon's saying, whether you're a Marine, Army, Air Force, or just a, a young individual that's outside of high school, you know, even if you got to do one, two, three classes, kind of knock that out as you go along and, you know, you're definitely not going to regret getting that degree while other people are 
you know, about to retire from the military and still don't have their degree yet. So, um, so is there anything that you want to leave with the, the viewers right now? Uh, obviously we're going to be leaving in the chat, you know, or in the, uh, in the description, like the links and stuff like that for like the different scholarships, different ways that's going to benefit them, different, um, uh, websites as well. But is there anything you want to leave with the viewers? One thing I would like to leave is while education is important and I like to uh, stress the fact that the more educated that you are, the better your life will be because in the end, the more education that you have, whether it is trade or the academic side, uh, the higher your, your uh, base pay will be after the military, obviously, so that can look that can provide a different type of lifestyle. However, remember to cherish the moments that you have the opportunity to have. Like going kayaking, if you like running, go for a run, or if you enjoy like making candles, um, make sure that you still have something to enjoy. Because if you lose yourself in the academic world, uh, that can be counterproductive because making the connections can be more important than sometimes what you learn because you can learn from the others surrounding you just as much as you can learn from classes and textbooks right so people actually enjoy making candles no i'm just i'm just kidding <laughs> but yes thank you i am just kidding i'm just but i was thinking that too i was like oh, i hope she doesn't take this the wrong way you know? <laughs> Um, so if you want to leave leave everybody with where they can find you social media, I know you're kind of a, you know, a little bit more of a hermit crab when it comes to social media. So I didn't want to give out all the links and stuff, but I didn't know what you want to, where they can contact you at or if you have a website or. So you can contact me at LinkedIn. It will be under my last name still. So my last name's Bildstein. So B-I-L-D-S-E-E-I-N. Uh, so you can contact me on LinkedIn or you can contact me on Facebook. Facebook's going to have my married name, Housel. Um, uh, if you need anything or have questions about education, scholarships, how the GI Bill works out, go free have, please feel free to ask me anything that I can do to help. Um, I'm here for. Absolutely. Well, I want to say thank you to everybody in the chat. Thank you for sharing and getting the word out about the Veteran Influencers Podcast. Like I said, we have, this is like episode like number six, I believe. And we have made huge strides from, you know, the first interview to now. You guys continue to help build. I just want to say thank you guys. Without you guys, I mean, we'll still have, we'll still be able to do it, but we'll never be able to build how we have been. For those that have gave donations, we appreciate that. It definitely goes, uh, just so you guys know, it helps toward building the brand and continuing to uh, create great, great times and, and equipment and all that good stuff. And um, I just want to say thank you to you, Shannon, for taking the time out of your day um, to, to come on the platform to give back to, you know, the viewers uh, and the veteran community. So we definitely appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Like I said, hey, don't, we definitely got to get back on here to talk about that VA because I know I'm we'll getting some messages right afterwards about it. Like, <laughs> she didn't talk about that. <laughs> but, absolutely. So, like I said, thank you guys. We'll see you guys next week. We'll be posting the different um, uh, snippets of the videos on our YouTube channel. We're going to continue to do that. We'll have the full interview out probably by about Sunday 
probably Monday the latest. And every Wednesday, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, let people know. Don't forget to thumbs up the, uh, the, the feed if you can. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, turn on all notifications, and make sure you get the notifications for the different times we go live. We're going to be going live a lot more often throughout the week. I got some great segments that are going to help other veterans uh, get put on the platform to help get themselves known and, and push their brand out as well. We're here to help people out. So thank you guys so much for everything. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next time.